Ladies and gentlemen, we do not have the funky inf- intro this week. We fixed that. <laughs> Welcome back to a very exciting episode of Pop 5. I'm your host, Stevie Westside, and alongside, of course, Uptown Taylor. How are you, Steve? I'm good. How are you? I'm very good. It's the spooky season, and I'm feeling feeling spooky, man. Yeah, are you? I am. Good. I'm glad. It's yeah. your favorite time of the year, isn't it's it? It's my favorite time of the year. Yeah. I mean, I, the studio does have a devoted Halloween room. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. How's our, how's, our, uh, how's our intern? How's he doing? Honestly, Steve, I went to get something out of the freezer. Yeah. Door was open. Everything inside was melted. All the ice cream, all the pork chops, the roast, everything. And Alex was gone. So he escaped his his frozen hell, huh? Yeah, and he left just piles of half-frozen shit. Do you know where he is now? Um, Honestly, I can only imagine that he's doing what he loves best. Gay sex? Gay sex! Oh, I was fucking right! It was gay sex. Surprising, surprising. Surprise, surprise! Do you know what he doesn't like? I don't like him putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. He doesn't like him putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. I figured that. Yeah, that one's an easy one. That is an easy one. It is. Mm-hmm. Yes. You, you ready for some, uh, some nugs? I'm ready for some nugs. What do you got for me, Steven? All right. So uh, Liv Tyler might be back for a She-Hulk. I just read that headline. That's pretty cool. It is very interesting. And they have not brought back uh, Betty Ross at all or mentioned her. No. But her father's been there. Yeah, which is weird. But it's also like, yeah, the other Hulk was dating her. I don't know. It wouldn't be that weird. No, it's not. Mark Ruffalo's an angel. Well, she's doing a lot. I know. Um, she's doing a lot of work for, on, uh, isn't she on this Hulu show? She has a Hulu show. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. There's so much shit. But it's like a 19th century, um, she's like a madam or something. Really? Yeah. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um, that's just a rumor, isn't it? Do we have anything else on that? Uh, no, it's just a, pot. It's just a rumor. Okay. Um, Steve, you see the trailer for Dr. Doolittle? I saw it drop today. Uh, it did. So uh, they're remaking Dr. Doolittle again. This time it's just called Doolittle. It's with our boy uh, uh, Robert Downey. Yeah, so I saw a poster for it, and then it had like a whole bunch of casting names, and it was like Robert Downey Jr. and Tom Holland and like all these fucking people. And I was like, oh, they're all playing animals. And then I played the trailer and went, holy shit, Robert Downey Jr. is playing Dr. Doolittle. Oh, shit. Everyone else is playing animals. But what seems to be cool is they're not modernizing it, so it's like... Like the old movie, not, oh, like, really? not like the Eddie Murphy movie Good. where, like, Chris Rock is a hamster or guinea pig or whatever. Good. So, glad. Yeah, now it's going to be about Robert Downey Jr. and his animal friends going on a adventure hmm. in the, the turn of the century. I don't care enough to see that. No. I just don't. I'm sorry. Can you imagine? It's got, like, a $155 million budget. Can you imagine how much they're fucking paying Robert Downey Jr. to do the shit. $175 million. Sorry, just check. Oh, that's the budget? That's the budget. <sighs> He's going to pay probably a shit ton of money for that. Oh, I can't even imagine. I mean, I'm probably, I'm sure $100 million of that is for him. Is that a Disney movie? Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Disney's got it. That'll be fine. We'll be fine. We'll make $200 million. They'll make money. Uh, did you see what my uh, boy uh, Martin Scorsese said about Marvel movies? No, what did he say? Was it bad? I bet it was bad. Hey, him, he he kind of bashed him saying it's not art or film. All right, whatever. So so, so did um, Jennifer Aniston. She doesn't like how they're taking over. Uh, yeah, I saw it. She was like, people don't go to the theater to see rom-coms anymore. I'm like, those are also trash. <laughs> they are horrible. It's just a different kind of trash. Yeah. Like, I get it. Marvel movies, although they make me feel things, are not high art. But failure to launch isn't high art either. That was Sarah Jessica Parker. I'm sorry. Oh, that was a whore. Yeah. I was trying to think of a Jennifer Aniston one. Um, 27 Dresses. Nope. Nope. I, uh, what's the one with her? Uh, that was a Netflix movie. Murder mystery or whatever. Yeah, there you go. The cruise mystery or yeah, whatever. Yeah, with Adam one. Sandler. Yeah. There you go. It's not. Oh, here, here's one. Um. Picture Perfect. There you go. That's a Jennifer Aniston 
I haven't seen it. Not nearby, but, but it's, it's from, trash. It's, it's from 1997. Probably trash. It's probably trash. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm like, nah, I don't. That's not. If you had been like, no one's going to the theater anymore to see, you know, great art, I'd be like, sure, whatever. Oh. But that's not. I'm sorry that the, these movies make billions of dollars and they don't line your pocket. Yeah. I'm sorry they're great. Yeah, they are great. They're good. I like them. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck Jennifer Aniston. Nah. Glad she can't find a date. It's my turn. Uh, Steve, Netflix is uh, oh, hang on. Netflix is going to spin off Big Mouth into a there it goes. Netflix. Netflix is doing a spin off of Big Mouth called mm-hmm. Human Resources. I saw that. Yeah, and it's just about the monsters that control humans or whatever. It's about their home world where they work. And all the different monsters that give you different feelings and puberties and things. Oh, that's, that sounds pretty cool. It's kind of interesting. I'll see that. Yeah, I'm I'll, I'm gonna watch it. I'll watch it, but we don't have any. Just a just a teaser out that says, "Human resources. We work for humans or something." I can't remember what it was. Doesn't matter. That was important. Oh, we manage people. That was what it was. Oh, okay. That was great. All cool. Right. Neat. Um, I just lost my train of thought because I'm thinking about that that show now. You're thinking about all the little World War One dicks? Do you see that episode? No, I didn't see that episode yet. There's an, there's an episode where they go back to, like, uh, Duke Ellington's childhood, mm-hmm. and Murray the monster is there, and, and he goes, he takes out this little dick, and it gets shot, and he goes, you killed Arch Dick Ferdinand. And I was like, oh, that's very funny, until all the dicks start a little World War One, and Jesus. it carries on throughout the entire episode. And I'm like, this has got to stop. This is too weird. I gotta watch that one. I can't handle it. Um, so I've watched the first two episodes of AEW's Dynamite. What is this? Remember that new wrestling company I told? Oh yes, yes, yes. So I've watched the first two episodes. How is it? It is very good. I saw a guy get thrown into a glass table. Yes, Kenny Omega got DDT through a glass table by John Moxley. I un- I understood some of those words. And um, the first episode they had. They crowned their uh, women's champion. Oh, yeah? Rio. She's a Japanese wrestler. Cool. She beat, I believe, wrestling's first ever. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to say this right. I don't want to make people mad. Uh, transgender. Sure. Uh, wrestler. Cool. Like like publicly known. Publicly trans wrestler. Yeah. Uh, Naya Rose. Cool. Yeah. Those Japanese wrestlers are hardcore. No, they really are. They really are. And, I've seen the videos. Shit's crazy. And uh, this past week, they started the tag team tournament. Okay. And the Young Bucks lost to uh, Private Party. Okay. <laughs> and Private Party was like the number six seed. What's the theme of Private Party? Do they have like a gimmick? <laughs> yeah. So like when they come out to like the ring, they have their own bouncer. <laughs> and they have like their own velvet rope. <laughs> that's funny. So that's pretty cool. That's kind of what I was hoping it was. Like they were people with bottle service. Yeah. And um, so that was pretty cool. Um, Chris Jericho introduced his new faction, the Inner Circle. Ooh. It's him, um, former WWE superstar um, Jack Swagger. He is now known as Jake Hager. Oh, Sammy, okay. Sammy Guevara and the uh, tag team formerly known as LAX. Are they related to um, Chava Guerrero? No. Okay. No. Just check. So it was pretty good. And they beat uh, WWE's NXT in the ratings. Point. Oh, that's a big deal. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, WWE's fine and all, but I think there really needs to be a competitive no, wrestling the, the, I I watched some recent Raws and SmackDowns. It's horrible. I'm just sick of seeing the same people over and over it's and over. It's very bad. I heard they did coffee uh, pretty dirty. Coffee, the black guy, coffee. Kofi Kingston? Yeah. Yes, he got he got robbed uh-huh. on Friday Night SmackDown, which premiered on Fox. This is a huge deal because uh-huh. they've always been on, like, um, USA. Mm-hmm. So, like, NBC. So, it's been cable. So, NBC Universal programming. So, now it's on, like, Fox Cable. And he lost to Brock Lesnar. What? In like five seconds. Brock Lesnar's like 90. No, he's not. He he's looks like 40. 90. 
That's that's a thousand in wrestling years. No, no. Have you seen Ric Flair? <laughs> I don't. He Ric is Flair st- made a deal with the devil. <laughs> he is styling and profiling. I was, whoo! I was at a bar. It doesn't work on these mics. Woo! Whoo! You want me to do the, you want me to do the Ric Flair catchphrase real quick? Yeah, you do it. Limousine riding, jet flying, wheeling, dealing, kiss stealing, sorrow gun! Whoo! It's the nature boy. I was at a bar last night, and they had this little action figure, and I couldn't really see it in my glasses, and it was dark. This little action figure on the bar, and I'm looking at it, I'm looking at it, I'm looking at it, I go, is that fucking Ric Flair? It's Ric Flair. And then I grabbed uh, my buddy Andy, friend of the show, I was like, is that Ric Flair? He goes, oh, yeah. Woo! Oh, my God. Don't start hooing in the bar. No, we're going to start hooing in the bar. You know what? That would be a good sound effect. The Ric Flair woo? Oh, Ric Flair. You should get that. We'll get that. We'll get that. that. Okay. So what else do you got, Taylor? Oh, I've got one more here, Steven. Okay. Um, woo. Uh, Bruce Campbell has signed up to produce a new Evil Dead movie without Sam Raimi. Really? So we don't know why. I guess he's just busy with other projects. He's working on something with uh, his brother Ivan, uh, but we don't know what that is. Um, but Bruce is having a bit of a comeback because he's now the host of Ripley's Believe It or Not. Oh, so it's not Dean Kane? No, it's not <laughs> Dean Kane. Listeners of the show know how I feel about Dean Kane. Dean Kane. Yes. Not from Dawson's Creek. Um, no, it's a yeah, so that show's been off the air for a long time. Now it's brought back with Bruce Campbell. And that seems like the perfect guy to do Ripley's believe it or not. Oh, it really is, yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. So uh yeah, but I guess he signed on to produce some Evil Dead. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be a continuation of that Evil Dead remake they did with the girl, or if it's going to be a sequel type thing. Well, they sort or... of did a sequel to the show is a sequel to the movies. Yeah, which I believe they ignored Army of Darkness. Yeah, it's it's a sequel to Evil Dead Two. Yeah, because Evil Dead Two stands alone without Evil Dead One. It's super weird. It's it's, it's just timeline indi- for that. Independent filmmaking is what it is. Because I know you and guest producer Richard are bigger fans of yeah. Evil Dead than I am. I'm not. It's so boring. I'm not going to explain why it's like no, that. No, that's fine. That's fine. It's basically a rights issue, and then it's independent film, so they don't always have access to their own material. You know. Yeah. Um, but that's all it is. Um, it's my last nug. <laughs> yeah, I already did my last. Y'all, I don't have any more nugs. All right, what's our, you got a first story for us, Steve? Yeah, so I got a lot of listener mail saying that they loved our Joker review. Oh, yeah. We, we actually, we've gotten a lot of heat from that. Wait, really? I mean, good heat. Oh, okay. I know some people are a little concerned about me and my clown mask. I'm extremely concerned. Why? About I didn't go out and do Joker, Joker mischief like I wanted to. It was just scary, Steve. I didn't need to see it. All right, well, calm down. So we're actually going to go a little more in-depth on Joker. Okay. All right? I'm ready. All right, so, so Taylor, uh, we're going to spoil the fuck out of this movie. Oh, yeah, spoilers. Skip to the next segment if you don't want to hear them. So I got to ask Taylor, what did you think of the um, the Wayne family being in, in the movie? I thought that was a very modern take on the Wayne family because I was mad that I had to watch the Wayne family die again. If I have to see Thomas and Martha Wayne die in Crime Alley one more time, and I said it before I went in the theater, I'm like, I do not yeah. want to see it again. I just see it in Batman versus Superman for some God-known reason. Um, but the take on Thomas Wayne is not this really great guy. Like, a guy who's doing some good, but is still very human and very fallible. Um was kind of cool because that that's a much more three-dimensional character oh i totally agree i like that he was uh arthur flex um villain yeah yeah he but he wasn't originally until his mother sort of said thomas wayne's your father he was just like this background character just like the city of gotham is a background character in this yeah uh, yeah great you know, look at 1977 New York City, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, we're in Gotham. That's Apparently right. it was, like, 1981. Was it? Whenever the garbage strike was. was the garbage late. strike was 77. Yeah. Because it was also during Son of Sam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and uh, it was also the during uh, and, the, the year of punk. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, what did you think about 
Um, I can't remember the girl's name. The um, Sophie, played by um, Zazie Beats, that his relationship with her was just in her in his head. Um, I felt like that was a little bit of a cop out to tell you the truth, and I was kind of mad about it, but it helped. It did the job. It, yeah, it did his job. It, it did the job, which is fine. But so basically, he kind of gets a girlfriend through part of it. And you can kind of see him on the upswing without his meds. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, maybe things will be okay for uh, Arthur, our title character. And when he finds out that none of that actually happened, he was just kind of thinking about it. And I'm like, okay, that is kind of a dumb twist. And I don't really care for that beautiful mind. Oh, your roommate was never real. It was mm-hmm. all in your head. I really don't care for that. I think it worked fine. But there could have been a better way around that. They did leave, like, it, it up in the air that, did he kill her? I don't know. We don't know. It's basically a way to take something else from him, from his tiny, measly life, where his only joys are, you know, his mother. Uh, stand-up the, the comedy. Stand-up comedy, the TV, and uh, his shitty clown job. And then, oh, he's kind of got a girlfriend, but he has to get that in the middle because it wouldn't make sense for him to be where he's at if he did have yeah. one already. Um, and then that has to be taken away from him too. And then he just blames everyone else for all that shit. Which, to a certain point, if you're made fun of on national TV, that's not your fault. No. If all your medication is taken away because the they just the don't city have the doesn't have the funding anymore, yeah, he that's was, not your fault. He was going to see his therapist, and you kind of do get the feeling that she's not really listening she to shit. No. She's a public. She's a city worker. Yeah, she doesn't care. And then you know they take his medication away, and he's like, "I feel pretty good." And he kills one of his former clown um, co-workers in his apartment. He kills those kids in the subway. He kills his yeah the the rich kids who I guess I guess were part of. Um, they worked for Wayne. Uh, they were they were like Wayne investment firm. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of a cool, not the murdering part, but like no. a cool way to tie in with Wayne. Right. And then like. This clown murder, like, inspired, like, the whole city to rise up against the rich, the bourgeoisie, right. would you say? The bourgeois, indeed. Um, I personally think we should eat rich people, um, Wendigo style. I definitely think, um, whoa. Sorry, spoilers. Whoa. Spoilers. Spoilers. Um, I definitely think the rich should be taxed a lot more. Yeah. Oh, bullets. well, now we're getting really political here. No, but, well, here's the thing. So what we've got is a downtrodden city that is in two very different parts. You've got the people on the bottom and the people way, way, way up in mm-hmm. the top. So when something bad befalls these, you know, leeches who are at the top, the city can rejoice in that. And it's a divisive issue because fuck the rich. Pretty much, yep. I mean, if someone killed some bankers in a subway in Buffalo, I don't think I'd honestly care. No. I don't no. think I would. Um, now, do you think that he's the Joker? I don't think he's the Joker. I think he's a Joker. I think he's like the proto-Joker. He might be the proto-Joker. I don't think he's going to be chasing down Batman in the near future. No. Um, Joaquin Phoenix did say he's willing to come back for a sequel. That would be interesting, but but I think it would cheapen that movie. I don't think it needs a sequel. No, it doesn't. It It ends very well. It ends very well. It doesn't need a sequel. De Niro gets shot on live TV, his Mm -hmm. character. Yeah. I I sort of saw that coming, but I didn't want to see that coming. Yeah. Um, What else am I forgetting? Um, oh, his mother was abusive to him. Yeah. It's... She's not right in the head. If I have to have a Joker origin story, which is something I don't want... I didn't ask for this movie. I didn't ask for this and I didn't want it. Um, but I got it. And you know what? If that's what I have to have, that's great. They did yeah. a good job. Just leave it. Don't don't give us a sequel. Don't tie it into just, the, the new Batman nope. movie. Just call it an Elseworlds. Yeah. Leave it alone. Leave it alone like Logan, you know? Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to affect everything. No, and I think that's how it should be. Yeah. And if this is what DC wants to do, just make a bunch of little standalone movies, I'll happily go see them all. I did tell our guest producer, Richard, yes, that because he was asking me about the movie, mm-hmm. and I said, listen, it's a 
it's a good movie. Would you do you want to see it in theaters? He's like, ah, no, I probably can wait. Then you can wait to see it on video. Mm-hmm. I said it's tough to do a villain origin movie. Yeah, on someone like this, right? And I brought up mm-hmm. the perfect villain for a. We talked about it. Is oh. Mister Freeze? Yes, that's the only one I can actually see that could actually work. Yeah, um, and it's tough because Warner Brothers is always going to push whatever makes the most money. With, oh, I understand that. Butts in theaters, and that's always going to be the Joker. Yeah, I know. Um, Steve, do you want to lift that mic up? Because it's like way down in. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like dying here, dude. Yeah, I was gonna there say. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Tighten, tighten that one, and it'll it'll stop moving. This one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Turn it away towards the wall. Okay, right, we're go. good. Keep going, dude. There you go. So, I, Steve, do you think there's any credence to the idea that this movie is, you know, dangerous? That it's going to inspire violence? Mm, no, I don't think so. I, I didn't want to go out. And- do violence at all after seeing it well we're a bad example we're normal people i know we are normal people in quotation marks um steve i at first thought oh this is going to be very dangerous and now i think what's the worst that happens it just inspires more incels yeah i don't think anything's gonna happen from it no i didn't like that the joker murders a bunch of people and then is literally lifted up in the air by the citizens of gotham as some kind of king and savior. And I was like, well, that's a fucking maybe, weird thing to happen after you kill a talk maybe, show host. Maybe that was all in his head. We don't know. Oh, that's true. Maybe it was. We don't know if everything he did mm-hmm. was already in his head. That's true. How about that Mark Marin cameo? That was weird. I thought he'd be more. It was very distracting. Yeah. It was very distracting. I thought he'd be more in the movie, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. I, was like, I, I didn't know he'd be like De Niro's like stage. That could have been director. no one. <laughs> but yeah. well, you know what? Mark Maron's probably very cheap, so whatever. Okay, cool. I was just like, oh hey, yeah, it's Mark Maron. Uh, that's our thoughts on the Joker. Do you have anything else on it? I honestly don't. Um, I recommend seeing. Uh, do you have a? What was? It? I give it a five. Uh, clown masks out of five. What do you? What do you give it? I give it five. I'm giving it a five. I, I I think it's I think it's good. I think it's a very good movie compared to what we've been seeing lately, and I think it's a nice refreshing take on the comic book genre. Yeah. Because if we're gonna do comic book movies, we have genre options other than straight superhero. And like I said in the video review, and you said it too, is a great movie on mental illness too. Yeah, and uh, I want to point out because. We're not experts on mental illness, but it's not your fault. However, it is your responsibility. Yes. Um, I say the same thing when I have to put my pants on and uh, my brain tells me not to get out of bed. Not my fault I feel like that. However, it is my responsibility to get out of bed. Okie dokie. Misha, don't like yourself there. Ew, not in front of company. (sighs) I gotta do a story. (laughs) Stay. Well, Steve, as you know, Netflix is... Oh, what's this? All right, something just came through the pneumatic tube. Let me take a look at this. It's, okay. Um... Uh-oh, Steve. What happened? We got a true crime alert. Oh, fuck. All right. According to the FBI, they can confirm that Samuel Little's confessions are credible, and he is now considered the worst... Serial killer in the United States history. The most deaths at 93 murders he's confessed to. And authorities have been able to verify more than half. Holy shit. So Robert Little is an old, old man who's been in prison for, Jesus, forever. Um, But since 1994, I think. Uh, He was going to get the death penalty in Mm -hmm. Texas, but he said he'd give up where the bodies were and how many people he's killed. He's 79 years old, and since he's been in jail, he's been painting these not-great pictures of women. And eventually they were like, hey, what's up with that? And he goes, well, just more victims I haven't told you about. Holy fuck. So he's been getting dragged into you know interrogation by the FBI for the last few months and through DNA evidence they've been able to at least trace him to more than half of these 91 murders he's confessed to so apparently he has a photographic memory 
and that's why he can remember what city he was in, how many people he killed in that city. Um, and of course, these are all mostly sex workers and sex workers of color, mm-hmm. the less dead, as they call it. So most of these people, you know, just disappear without someone to look for them. Hmm. He was talking about, you can look up on the FBI's YouTube page. They got a YouTube page? <laughs> yep. And oh. it's ad free, which I appreciate. Okay. Um, he, him describing the women, he'll hold the picture he painted and be like, oh, she was this tall. This he goes. One woman didn't got in the car with me, and when she realized that was crazy, all she said was "Oh shit!" before I killed her. Oh my god! And that's horrible. But this dude is eighty years old. He's already in jail, and at this point, he's just left and right. This person. This person. He's got this nothing. Person. He's got nothing to lose. Right. And the thing is, the FBI is like, all right, whatever. And then they look it up, and they've got all these cold cases for these people. Oh, shit. So he's basically closing all these cold cases of these women who have gone missing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and So, like, where's his, like, territory? All fucking over. It's all over America. It's all over America. It's, oh, it's mostly out west and in the south. But it's, it's wild because he was a drifter killer, basically. Okay. So he's everywhere. And, of course, you know, he's doing most of his murders in the 80s and... There was no internet, and there was little communication between bureaus, mm-hmm. between counties, between cities. So you could murder a guy on one side of the county line and murder a guy on the other side of the county line, and they would never connect the two because the two police departments wouldn't talk. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's how a lot of these people got away in the 70s for so long, was was just moving across the county Fuck. line. Um. Now, of course, there's computer databases of all this stuff, so you can make the connection much quicker. How did he get caught um, originally? I'm sorry. Let me see. Because um, he's been in jail for fucking ever. Probably something. He probably got to stop for, like, I don't know, like a headlight out or something. It's something. It probably be it's something, always something like that. Yeah, look you know? at Bundy. Look how he got fucking. So he's got more. He's Let's see. He's serving... Three consecutive life sentences in California. Then he confessed to a number 90. Jesus. 90. Another. Oh, I'm sorry. A further 90. He went to jail for four murders. For four. For four. So he's got 94 total or more? Uh, he's got 94 total. Oh, 93 total strangling women between 1970 and 2005. Jesus. Yeah. All over the country. Um, but there, yeah, he's he was extradited to Texas last year, so now he's in Texas in jail, and he's given up all these people, and they're not gonna kill him. And they're well, the thing is, I think he has a plea deal where he'll tell them where the bodies are if they keep him alive. California doesn't is uh, there's no death penalty in California. Oh, they got rid of it, right? They got rid of it um, right after Manson got the death penalty, so that was sixty nine. I thought they were gonna kill Scott Peterson though. I don't remember. Okay, uh, sorry. Uh, I remember Manson was on death row when they abolished the death penalty, mm. so they commuted him to life. Okay. So so he's just giving up these confessions and they're solving them. Yeah. So there, there's still limitations of DNA evidence yeah. because you know, they didn't take DNA from these women in the 70s, and if they did have like a little bit of their hair, it's probably been touched a thousand times. Um, but the fucked up thing is... This guy's now the heaviest hitter. <laughs> like, he's now the, the top of the line. So he surpasses Bundy. He surpasses Bundy. Uh, I think the previous, I hate to talk about like a record, but previous record was, I think, 40. It's the Green River kill. I think it was 49. Uh, let me see here. Probably. I think the Green River, yeah. It was the Green River killer, but I don't remember how many it was. 49 murders and confessed to 20 more after that. Uh, Ted Bundy and John Wayne Gacy are each at 30. Fuck. Some shit. Kind of spooky. Yeah, good thing he's in jail. But it took him goddamn long enough to catch. You know what? I, I bet he's the most prolific serial killer in the world. Probably. Now, did, I know Side Story. I love bringing up the last yeah. podcast. Now, Side Stories did something on him, right? Uh, yeah, they just covered it uh, literally the day I was prepping my notes. So, but there's not like a like a... You know how like they do like a heavy hitter series? No, they haven't. They, they haven't, haven't dug down deep because this is all breaking news. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, this is brand spanking new. Okay. Um, 
So if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, this is like a week old. Okay. All right. Crazy. It is crazy. Jesus. I feel gross. Can we go to break? Uh, no, no. We need to get guns and machetes to protect ourselves. All right. Then we. Oh, okay. We'll Podcasting machete. Yeah. All right. All right. We'll be right back, guys. All right, guys and ladies, we are back after that very quick break. Boys, right. girls, friends beyond the multiforms. That's a cool one. I forgot. I totally fucked it up. Hang on. Now I'll think of it later. All right. We have another break, so you can get it right the next break. All right. Here we go. All right, Taylor. Steve. El Camino came out. I hear I hear it did. I watched it at 6 o'clock in the morning on Friday. Give us a no spoilers before you give us the spoilers. I want to know how you feel about it, no spoilers. All right. I, I loved it. Really? Yes. Um, Vince Gilligan said that he wouldn't do a story like this unless he had a story to tell. And he had a story? He had a story to tell six years later. Aaron Paul says they're not going to do any more. That's fine. He said it's one and done. That's fine. That's okay. all you need. All right. They still have um, Better Call Saul. Right. It's the prequel series. Is Saul in El Camino? No. Oh. I saw a few people came back, though. A few people did. Um, it was two hours. Uh-huh. And it was very good. I don't know what kind of awards they can get. Probably like yeah. an Emmy. It's it's tough with Netflix. Probably TV movie. It would but it's going to be in theaters for some reason. Uh, that's a, for Oscar reasons okay it's not oscar worthy it's <laughs> emmy worthy for aaron paul did i did we talk about this the reason why netflix netflix and the oscars yeah because of spielberg or something yeah spielberg's pissed off well they don't they're trying to keep netflix out of the oscars because they're like they're like well you know you have to be screened in a theater and netflix bought a bunch of theaters and we're like great we'll screen them whenever we want oh okay yeah so um how much do you want me to spoil I will say, well, how about this? Give me your rating out of five bags of blue meth. What do you give it? I give it all five bags of blue meth. That's a lot of meth, Steve. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I'd probably die. All right, kids. That's the end of your spoiler free. Now it's going to be spoiler full and skip to the next segment if you don't want to spoil it. Well, I'm not going to spoil the ending of the movie. Okay. We'll get spoiling something. Yeah, so... So the movie picks up right after the Breaking Bad finale. Oh, cool! So he's Jesse's escaped the neo Nazis, which Walt killed, mm -hmm. and he goes to Skinny Pete's house. Badger's there. They let him in. He he definitely has um PTSD because mm -hmm. um the next morning he wakes up in in, in like a normal bed mm -hmm. and he freaks the fuck out. Yeah. He's tearing down the shades and the blinds. Yeah. He pulls a gun on Skinny Pete and Badger because he doesn't know who they. He didn't know who they were at first. Mm. Um, okay, this is a big spoiler. Walt is dead. Okay, they have confirmed it. It's official. He is dead. All right, all right, all right. There it is. I feel like I have closure now. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you get a lot of flashbacks. For Jesse. Okay. You see a flashback with him and Mike talking about how they want to out of the business and how Walt might not be happy about it. Mm -hmm. That was like in the beginning of the movie. Mm -hmm. um, you see his time as he's held captive during the neo-Nazi time. Okay. Uh, um, he hangs out with Todd, who is played by uh, Jesse... Um, Todd Chavez? No. Jesse uh, Palmos. Okay. Um, who gained a shit ton of weight between like six years? Yeah. Oh my god. That's rough. He looks like a fat Conan. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. And you see, like, you see him um, like they dig a hole in the desert to hide the, the cleaning lady that Todd killed because she found some of his money. Oh. He hides his money. Then so you see that you see um them messing with Jesse. They have him hooked up to like this grid thing mm -hmm. and they try to, they make him run back and forth to see if they see if he can escape from it weird it's super weird um let's see what else happens uh does Kristen Ritter come back yes ah, I knew it Jessica Jones comes back I for a cameo 
He he has a. She's on my Netflix train. He has a. He has a flashback of her. Okay. That that was like his like true love. It really was, and Walter let her die. Yeah. For his own greed. Mm-hmm. <gasps> oh, I can't spoil. I can't spoil it. Never mind. All right. I can't. I can't spoil what we just did. Okay. Um. Let's see what else happens. Uh. He pretty much knows he has to get out of Albuquerque. Uh huh. Good so he, call for he, everyone in Albuquerque. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, he, he goes to Todd's apartment, which the police have, like, roped off to look for his money. Mm-hmm. The money's in the fridge behind, like, the shelving mm-hmm. of the door. Okay. And these two guys come in who you think are cops, but they're not cops. Men in black. No, it's not uh, men in black. They they um they know that Todd has money there, and they, they work for a welding company called Candy's Welding. Mm-hmm. Okay. So so let's jump ahead. Um, Jesse goes to, I want to call, like, a coyote. Mm-hmm. Like like a guy that gets people over the border? Yeah, but who, like, hides people. He works at a vacuum cleaning repair shop. Play, and he's played by, um, he just died, too, um, Robert Foster. Or Forrester. Robert Forrester? Yeah. Huh. He just passed away, too. Yeah. So I didn't realize he was still working. Yeah. Huh. And he plays the guy, the same guy he played in Breaking Bad. That's cool. So I'm not going to spoil the end of the movie, but he does get out of the ABQ. Okay. So I'm going to just leave, All it. Right. I'm gonna leave it there. All right. All right. And we're giving it that full full sack of blue meth. Yeah. Can I spoil one more thing? You can spoil whatever you want, Steve. Brian Cranston does come back. Oh, shit. In a flashback. Oh, shit. And it's... Oh, shit. It's... Shit. It's part of the episode shit. in Breaking Bad shit. in season two where it's the episode. Uh, the episode is called Three Days Out." Uh huh. He tells Jesse that their methylamine is going bad. I saw that episode. They have to go and, out and camp in the RV. Yeah, and, and they, they have to cook all the meth. Yeah, and I forget how much money, like one point three million dollars, and you split that down the middle. It's like six hundred thousand something mm-hmm. each. Yeah. So you see what they do after they get the RV fixed and right. everything. And Walt's having, like, kind of a heart-to-heart talk with Jesse. Mm-hmm. He does have a father-son relationship with Jesse. So He he does, but he's a bad he, father. He, no, he's a bastard. Yeah. He really is. That's, that's the thing. It's like Walter White, I don't know. Do you think if he hadn't gotten cancer, he would have just stayed a teacher? Or do you think... No. His greed and avarice and hunger for power would eventually rise. When he finds out that he has cancer, he already saw how much money is in the meth business because mm-hmm. of what Hank did. And it's, oh, that's right. They show it during his birthday. Like, yeah. oh, I'm going to be on TV. We have to watch this. And he asked Hank, how much is that money? Yeah. So maybe not. The idea but, was planted, but. That was definitely the catalyst. It obviously. was definitely yeah. Plus, um, in season five, when Jesse asked Walt, "Are we in the meth business or the money business?" Walt tells a story about how him and Elliot started gray matter, gray matter technologies, mm-hmm. and he sort of like he cashed out right. too soon. Right. He checks. The money trades or whatever, you check your stocks or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. You got yeah. Robin Hood. I don't know what you actually call it. And he's like, I check every day. You know how much they're worth? And Jesse's like, I don't know, millions? And Walt says, billions. Mm-hmm. And he says, I'm not in the meth business. I'm in the empire business. He mm-hmm. does not want to make the same mistake he made before. Right. So right. He's, he's not going to cash out at... My healthcare, my new water heater. Yeah, you know my son's college and his he's daughter's gonna, college. Right, he's, he wants he wants to be king. He wants to be king. So yeah. there you go. That makes sense. But good answer, Steve. Um, a plus. You do get a perfect ending for Jesse, mm-hmm. and I couldn't be more happy with it. I'm glad they're not making any more spinoffs or sequels because you don't. Excuse me, you don't really need it. Mm-hmm. So, because honestly, Breaking Bad's the best show ever on television, ever made. Better than Mad Men? Ah, uh, yeah, I would have to say so. Okay. That's just my opinion. That's, a, that's an opinion. Um, it's perfectly valid. 
I like Breaking Bad more than Mad Men. Okay. I like Breaking Bad more than Game of Thrones. And I mean that. I, you know, I don't want to talk about Game of Thrones. No, I know, I know. And, I, and we've, we've <laughs> talked. My wound is still so we, fresh. We've talked about this off mic. Yeah. I said that Game of Thrones does not make my top five of, I know how you like to narrow it down. Yeah, yeah. But it's not in my top five TV shows. And it's the truth. I don't even know if it would be in my top okay. five HBO shows. Top five drama shows. How's that? Out of my top five dramas, I don't I don't think so. Well, Game of Thrones does not make it. Not right? anymore. It could have. It could have, but it didn't. Yeah, but Breaking Bad, you have to end strong. Is number one. Yeah. That's intense. So Above Sons of Anarchy. Excuse me. Sorry. Sorry, listeners. Above Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy is not even in the top five. Oh, damn, girl. You own merch from that show. I know. Like, real quick, I'll, I'll run What do you through. got? You got it? Do you know I your think top? so. Um, oh, hang on. Wait, wait, wait. Do you want... Yeah, hang on. I don't want you to go through a top five for yourself because you probably weren't prepared for this. I, I wasn't, and I'm not, but... Welcome to Top 5 Takeover. Fuck yeah. Steve's doing his top five drama TV shows of all time. Steve, what do we got? Is so this breaking, an order? It's sort of an order. So right. Breaking Bad's one. Number one. I would say The Wire's two. Good choice. Three would be The Sopranos. Okay. A lot of HBO on here. Um, Four would be Mad Men. It's a great show. And five... I, you know what, dude? I guess Sons would be in the top five. Okay. Throw Sons at you. You love that show. I do love Sons. I've, wa- I've rewatched it so many times. So, f- yeah, that would be my top five. Right. I know I have a lot of HBO on there, but their shows are so fucking good and so well Well, that's the thing. They are notoriously good. And, it is premium television. And you know, what, you know what's sad, though? Mm. I wish I could put Deadwood in my top five. That would be in my and, top and five. And knock one of the other two out. Mm-hmm. But... I didn't get into Deadwood until a lot later. It's it's not like I wanted to wait for it to end type thing. A lot I of just, us didn't know about Deadwood. It was only two seasons. I, no, three. Three seasons. I wasn't into... I had two DVD sets. I wasn't into Westerns back then. Right. But, like, Hell on Wheels... That I, would be in my top five. I love that show. So, after watching that show, I, pr- I like Deadwood now. Interesting. So, okay. Do you get my logic there? I get, no, I get okay. what you're saying. So, because it brought you into the genre. Yes. Because Deadwood is very genre. Yeah. Uh, with the F word. Um, my five, I'm going to go with Mad Men, Deadwood. I'm going to do Hell on Wheels. Um, and then I don't watch a lot of drama shows. Um, so this is tough for me. Oh, I want to make an amendment to mine. You want to make an amendment? Yeah, can I knock out Sons? Yeah, yeah. For Justified. I've never watched that. That's got Tilly, Timothy Oliphant in mm-hmm. it, right? This is like a he's like a sheriff or something. He's a U.S. marshal. He's a U.S. marshal. I like Stranger Things. I don't know if that's a drama. That's a drama. It's a horror, but yeah, it's, it's if, a drama. If Game of Thrones is a drama, yeah. Stranger Things is a drama. Um, and I'm gonna say BoJack Horseman. That is a drama, drama comedy. Yeah, you know I'm surprised I don't know. you didn't put on there. What's that? Peaky Blinders. Oh, I didn't think. Take off BoJack. Put in Peaky Blinders. I couldn't think of another. Like, show. I, love I love Peaky Blinders, Blinders, but that wouldn't. That'd be my top ten. I'd love to talk about it later with you, Steve. We might be talking about it later, Steve. Do you know what time it is? No, I don't know what time it is. It's spooky time. Ooh, Steve. Once a year, when the veil between our world and the other thins, and the witches climb into the sky, it is time for all of us to become spoopy. Okay. So I want to help our listeners uh, enjoy their spoopy time. And I know a lot of people are trying to do 31 for 31, where you watch 31 horror movies. In 31 days. In 31 days. Every day of October, you watch a horror movie. And it's hard. Because honestly, I think if I watched all the okay horror movies I own, mm-hmm. I'd probably only get through a couple of weeks. So what I have compiled here is a streaming list of your horror classics to help you get through your 31 for 31. All right. Um, so, Steve, I want to point out a lot of these are classics. We've all seen them. Some of them are actually just stuff worth watching. So, to help everyone in, here we go. Uh, Steve, 
Have you seen The Apostle? No. It's on Netflix. It's very good. Um, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but it's it's about this uh, this British guy who's trying to rescue his sister from this cult, and it's this whole. Oh, okay. Thing. But it's very cool. Uh, Michael Sheen's in it from uh, Good Omens. Oh, I do like him. He's very good. He's in a lot of stuff lately. He's been getting a lot of work. Um, and and there's this weird like bloodletting cult. Oh. But definitely worth watching. Okay. Uh, Carrie's available on Amazon Prime right now. The original Carrie? The original Carrie. Okay. Uh, the original Child's Play is on Hulu. All right. I've seen that. Uh, I've, seen, I've seen those last two. Yep. The first Conjuring is on Netflix. Nope. I won't, I won't watch that. It's scary. I won't watch that. It's scary. Uh, totally worth it. Uh, Emily is also on Netflix. Never even heard of that. Uh, it's about the babysitter okay who's evil or something i haven't watched it yet um the original evil dead is on hulu i would watch that very good um i've been i haven't gotten a chance to watch this yet but there's this weird it's turning into like a cult movie but it's a it's called a field in england it was from 2013 um but that's on uh amazon and that was suggested to me twice so i threw it on there okay uh, Final Destination is on Hulu. Yeah, I wasn't into those movies. Um, I haven't seen Green Room yet either, but it's on Netflix. Okay. Um, uh, the original Halloween on HBO. That's the the original original. The original. The so original. like the nineteen seventy uh, whatever. Yeah, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Okay. Uh, the original Hellraiser is on Hulu. You want to know something? I've only seen bits and pieces of one of them. The bulk of them. Are hot trash. Oh, I know. I know the first one's really good. The first one's really good, though. So absolutely check that out, you guys. Hulu, if you haven't seen it. If you have seen it, watch it again. I can't recommend this enough. And I think this was actually on... I thought it was on Netflix, but I guess it's on... Yeah. Yeah, Hereditary. It's on Amazon Prime. I never watched that or saw it. Scary as fuck. Yeah, I... I... Like, scary. Like, I was scared. Like, it's this family... And um, uh, something happens to the daughter, and they start communicating with this other world presence, which they find out they think is the woman's mother, the mm-hmm. mother's mother, the grandma, basically, who had died. Um, and they find out that the grandma was like part of this weird cult to bring this demon into our world. And the absolute horror that this family goes through is perfect and I don't want to spoil it. Okay. I don't want to spoil it, but it is truly, truly, truly scary. Um, the original House on Haunted Hill with Vincent Price. Ooh. Vincent Price. You can watch that on Amazon Prime. Okay. So choose Vincent Price. Um, you ever hear Vincent Price might have been gay? He might have been in the closet the whole time. Really? You, I always you thought, don't say. I always thought Vincent Price because he talks like this. Yeah. It's me, Vincent Price. All the ghouls and terrorize y'all's neighborhood. Um, but I always thought he has that weird, like, elongated S. And yeah. I always thought he was, like, he, like, had a lisp beaten out of him. Because it's just a really weird yeah. way to talk. Vincent Price. Um, anyway, that's on there. And honestly, it is real dumb and real weird. And it is peak Vincent Price. Okay. Uh, so hit into that. Insidious is on Netflix. Uh, the Invitation, also on Netflix. Let the Right One In, uh, the uh, Western, the American remake, mm-hmm. is on Hulu. I haven't seen the remake. Is any of the uh, Friday the 13th? Um, I haven't. I don't think I have those on here. Let's see. The Orphanage on Hulu. That's worth it. Uh, Quiet Place is on Hulu as well. I own that. Yeah. Rosemary's Baby is on Amazon and Hulu. If you haven't seen that, see that. Classic. Yeah. The Robert Evans pe- uh, feature. Scream's on Netflix. Six Sense is on Netflix. I do like Scream. Yeah. Have you seen VHS? Yeah. Um, it's kind of a dumb anthology. No. I'm. You know what? I might have way, way back in the day. It's on Hulu. Okay. Here's one I want people to watch. It's called The Witch. It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And it's all taken from real... It's about this, uh, like, settler family in America... In probably the 1600s, early 1700s. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's uh, taken from real life um, uh, quotations and diary entries about 
this family that starts to believe that their daughter is a witch. Oh shit. And uh that the goat is like possessed. He's called Black uh Black something. Black Philip. And he and you find and the goat becomes this like devil character and it's like you it, the devil is real in this like backwoods settlement oh shit and it's super super fucking scary it's on netflix um i i really recommend okay it. did you see the woman in black it's got harry potter in it no it's a great haunted house movie okay um but that's on prime uh and, and that's my list i of course also recommend um house on nope house on haunted hill you already said that. No, I'm trying to say The Haunting of Hill House. Oh, The Haunting of Hill House. That's what I was trying to say. Okay. Uh, is a show on Netflix. Oh, that's right. It uh, came out last year. Extremely That's like an anthology good. show. Um, it's going to be because they're going to do a season two. Yeah. But the first one is all one story, and it's about this family dealing with the aftermath of this haunted house. And it's a great family drama with horrifying ghosts. Um, I might pass on that. Truly some of the best twists I've ever seen in, like, a horror drama show. I don't know. I don't really have a 31 for 31 list because I just, I don't know. Not, no, that's fine. I'm not that big on, like, having the shit scared out of me all the time. I have trouble because, you know. You I, eat while you watch TV. Part of it's I eat while I watch TV. We've talked about this before. That's why I have trouble finishing Stranger Things. But also, I, I live alone <laughs> in a dark old house. With a cat from hell, so watching horror movies is a little bit of a uh, experience in the haunted mansion here. I'm, I'm not sure if I ever told the story on the podcast. I'm I'm pretty sure I've told you the story. Um, when I was like ten, I was up early and the thing was on. John Carpenter's The Thing. Oh, fucking scary! It was like on TNT. Yeah, and. Remember when it takes the shape of a dog? Yeah, in the beginning. Yeah. My dog at the time, Leo, or Molly, I forget which one was next to me. Molly was like a greyhound, Mm -hmm. and Leo was like an Airedale terrier. Okay. And they're laying next to me, and, you know, it takes the shape of a dog. I looked at my dog, I'm like, get away from me. Yeah. I was so fucking freaked out. Don't be near me. When those fucking tentacles all leap out of the dog's back. Enough. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Conventional effects. Okay. Um, Steve, do you, would you make it feel better if we went to break? Can we go to break, sir? We can go to break. Let's go to break. And when we come back, we'll have your number one news story. Thank you. By the order of the Peaky Fucking Blinders, they want us to review their new season. Taylor, are you ready? Tommy Shelby says jump. I say how high. You fucking do it. Fucking do it. Steve, the long-awaited season five of Peaky Fucking Blinders is finally on Netflix. It is. I I finished. I killed it. I absolutely killed it. It is one of the best shows on television. I tell people all the fucking time. For anyone who lives in the dark in the mud and somehow has not been enlightened by the peaky fucking blinders, Steve, what's this show about? It's about uh, the Shelby family who runs the peaky blinders and Thomas Shelby, who's the second oldest brother Mm -hmm. to Arthur, who's the oldest, and his ambitions, his PTSD struggles. It's, It's a beautiful, beautiful story. About a family living in post World War One Birmingham, Birmingham, England, yep. uh, and and basically going from a back alley razor gang to a member of parliament. That's fucking crazy. Uh, and just just criming your fucking way through uh, life to get to the top. It's about struggle, and it it's truly the best show on TV uh, on Netflix at least. It's yeah, rife with. Toxic masculinity and extremely strong female characters. Mm-hmm. Oh, Aunt Polly's the oh, best. Oh, Aunt Polly, it's queen. It's queen. She is. Um, Steve, season five's here. It picks up a couple years after season four, right? Because the end of season four, we get a flash forward a little bit 
where Tommy has basically bought himself a seat in the House of Commons. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, which, for our Americans, is kind of like the Senate. Yeah, the Senate, Congress, all that. Yeah. So, um, it's it's Black Friday, technically. Yes. The, the, the stock market crash, not the stupid fucking shopping Black Friday. No, the real Black Friday. So, the stock market crashes. It's 1929. Yeah. And the stock market crashes. And that's the first episode is them losing half of their fortune in the stock market Yeah, crash. Ta- uh, Shelby, uh, what is it called? Shelby, Shelby Limited, Limited loses their money. And Michael, who is Polly's son and Tommy's cousin, right. sort of drops the ball. Yeah, uh, Tommy told him ahead of time you should probably sell. Things are looking not great. And Michael held on, and they lost it all. Mm-hmm. They lost half, more than half. And he blames um, Michael. He does. Plus, he's paranoid that Michael's going after Tommy's crown. Mm-hmm. His like, and he is. He is. He clearly is. And it's tough because Tommy is still, as much as he seems like he wants to go legitimate, he clearly is still stuck in the mud of a back alley razor gang. Uh, he still wears his cap with a razor blade in it. Um, Arthur is running Shelby Limited. In name, I think. In name, yeah. Because uh, Tommy's like, he's still part of it, but he's off to the side. Yeah, he's he's trying to... I, I think Tommy kind of knows that what his name means also means crime. Mm-hmm. Um, and Michael is trying to tell him this, and Tommy won't listen. No, because towards the end of the season... Michael's like rearranged the hierarchy of the company mm-hmm. because these American businessmen don't want to deal with a back alley razor. Yeah, gang. they don't want to deal with Tommy, and of course they don't. Why would they welcome that kind of violence and illegitimate business? I mean, fucking even the the Italian mob has dealt with Tommy Shelby. Yeah, in New York, they have not done too well with that. No, they? they have done a bad job. Yeah, sorry, Adrian Brody. No. Oh. Last season was great. This season was even better. I So our new big bad is a fellow member of the House of Commons uh, from the kind of socialist party that uh, Tommy's a part of. It's, it's labor, basically. It's yeah. the labor party. I'll get his name in one second. No problem. Um, and this other member of the House of Commons is essentially almost blackmailing Tommy into being on his side. His name was um, Sir Oswald Mosley. And he's a real person. He's a real person, yeah. And he's got these ties to, uh, what's what's the Scottish gang? Oh, the Billy Boys? The Billy Boys. And they even say by the order of the Billy Boys. I'm like, no. Stop that. You can't say that. <laughs> it's by the like order that. of the Peaky Fucking Blinders. And, and the Billy Boys are this racist Scottish gang. They're very confusing because they, they sing these songs and they're like, up to our knees in Fenian blood. And I'm like, Fenian means Irish. Does, what? Which is very confusing for me because I'm I'm a Scotch-Irish guy. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, same same deal. Like, I know it's a different country, but it's the same blood. We're, we're both Gaelic. We speak a common language. Um, so that that's, was confusing to me. But yeah. I guess it's a real thing. And they're essentially propping up this fascist, this guy who's starting the British fascist... British Party of Fascists. I, and I think he, like, didn't he say he went and met with, like, Mussolini or something? Yeah, yeah. he did, and he was very inspired by the Italians, and, and he really hates Jews. And um, towards the end, dude, they're doing the uh, the Nazi They were, they were Zig Heiling each yeah, other. Yeah, but, and I don't think the Nazi party was... Uh, you know, was Mussolini it? did the same thing, though. Oh, did he? Yeah, well, oh. it comes it comes from uh, Hail Caesar. Oh, that's right. And plus, you know, like Hitler looked up to Mussolini at the time. Yeah, at the time. So it's it's these very early moments of fascism. And what Tommy sees when he looks at these fascists is another war. Yeah. And he fought in France, and that's what ruined his life, essentially. He could never have a normal life after fighting World War One. So he's playing like a double agent type role, yeah. I guess you could say. So he's... Kind of joining this fascist, but not really. No, He's also it, plotting to kill him. Yeah, to stop and, the movement. Right, and it's so hard because Tommy, he says himself, he he thinks he's up against a man he can't beat. And they say, Tommy, when will you ever stop? And he goes, when I find a man I can't beat. And he's found a man, and he, he sort of, the, Oswald's like a few steps ahead of him. He, he really is. He's younger. 
He's uh, not. He doesn't have any vices other than, you know, gross sex. Yeah. Do you know he he has a lot of sex in this, and that's like clearly his vice. He fucks the swan in, during this ballet thing, or yeah. after this ballet thing at Tommy's house. Yeah. Did you notice he always looks in a mirror when he does it? Yeah, it's kind of creepy. It's super creepy. He banged Tommy's wife back in the day. Yeah, he did, and he said something rude to her, and uh, I think that's, I'm going to say 45% of the reason Tommy wants him dead. Probably. Um, what else What else happened? Oh, um, one of the, um, uh, Aiden Gillen is back as a, I can't say his character's name, something gold. Oh, uh, it's like Hamariah Gold. Yeah. Abraham Gold. And um, he's, they a, crucify, he's a gypsy. They crucify his son. And he loses his shit. Yeah. It's fucking Takes crazy. it out on um, Michael Gray or no, not Michael Gray. Um, what? Does he take it out on Finn? Uh, no. Um, he takes it. Oh, he takes it out on the, the gypsy guy. I can't remember yeah, his name. Yeah, he takes, takes it on him. Yeah. That guy gets laid in the show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot of sex in the show. It's great. Um, it's so good. It's so good. And it's so violent on occasion. And there's a lot of things I normally can't deal with because I'm a big baby. But, you know, in the historical sense, it all seems very, very nice. Oh, I, I have no problem with the violence. I like it quite a bit. Um, Tommy's sister Ada's pregnant mm-hmm. with um, uh, yeah, that Colonel guy. Ben Younger, who is a black man. Yeah, which, you know, back now. In, back then. Now that's still a thing. Then that's a shh. Thing. That's that's what's taboo. weird though is the the Shelby's are shockingly not racist at all. No, um, it's probably because they're gypsies. I assume because they're gypsies, um, and, and and that is super cool. And there's a lot of like really really progressive things they do. And I'm like, man, they are on the up and up. And then Arthur carves someone's face off because he talked to his wife. Oh my god, that was fucked up. Oh, t- uh, Arthur's wife in this fucking season. Drove me fucking nuts. Yeah, it's and Polly shoots her. Yeah, it's Arthur's wife is like a Fuck. Quaker, and she's trying to make Arthur a better man, but she's also keep can't keep her fucking toes out of the crime. No, and she she wants, she loves the thrill. She loves it, and Ar- she wants Arthur to be in charge of all this stuff. And I'm like, two seasons ago, you wanted to go to America and open a general store, like in or out, lady. Oh, she's doing cocaine. Yeah, she is. Which was so, weird. Yeah, it was weird. So, um, oh, it was so good. Ultimately, it ends, no spoilers here, but the last episode ends in a plan that my heart was racing. I was oh on God. the edge of my seat. I just couldn't look at my phone the whole episode. I was so tense, and it ends on a cliffhanger. <laughs> what a twist. What a twist. Um, so I don't, I know, I know they tend to do kind of half seasons with this show. Yeah, they do six episodes. Yeah, but it's got to air on BBC before it comes to Netflix. So we don't have information on when we're going to get the rest of the season. I, for one, am extremely concerned. <laughs> yeah, I would be. Ah, so, so good. It was worth the wait. Worth the wait. Worth the wait. So, um, what would you give this season? Oh, all of it. Oh, out of what? Five razor blade hats. Uh, out of five razor blade hats, I'm gonna give it the whole basket of hats. All out right, of five. I give it the whole basket too. Um, I know we've been praising the shit out of stuff this show, but uh, we have a glut of amazing content yeah. right now, and it's great. And uh, unfortunately, I'm feasting upon it all now, and I hold nothing left come January. Do you think we should find something that we truly hate so we actually give something like a negative review? <laughs> you want to start watching like Pitch Perfect three and review that? No. Well, the weird thing is, like, if, if I'm going to go get press passes or go get tickets or some shit and take time, I'm going to watch something I know I'm going to like. Exactly. I don't really have time to watch stuff that's in the middle. So I only really want to see stuff that's going to be great or a complete train wreck. I totally agree with you. Yeah. Uh, speaking of train wrecks, I was thinking about doing a... I don't need to talk about this on the show, but fuck it. I, I was thinking about doing a screening for The Room. Okay. Um... I don't know. I don't know when I'm going to get time for that. But uh, a lot of people have been interested in that. I might be down for that. Screen the room. We'll see. Been a while. You can always play the drinking game. <sighs> can I throw spoons at your TV? Do you know there's a drinking game for this show? Have we know. talked about this? Yeah, I don't know if I could do that. I did the Archer drinking game. Oh, the Archer drinking game And that one fucked hard. me up. That was hard. We did that on my birthday. Was I there for that? Yeah. I was there for I that. I puked in my sink. Nice. <laughs> I'm not joking. Nice. 
I'll count that as a win. Yeah. You got a garbage disposal? No, there wasn't one. Well, you don't live in that house anymore. No. So fuck it. Not my, not my new house. There isn't one either. I don't have one. I'm not I, getting. We're I not barely getting, have a sink. I'm not getting wild at my new house. That's what you think. Yeah. Uh, join us uh, next month when we get wild at Steve's new house. We might do a video review of my new house. That would be hilarious. Oh, we got to shoot in an episode of MTV Cribs. <laughs> hey, hey, it's your boy. Steve. Stevie Westside, what's up? I haven't put any furniture in, so this is where my couch will go. <laughs> this is my pool that's not open yet. <laughs> Here's the garage, and that's my car in it. Shit, yeah. <laughs> it just got to get paid. <laughs> Here's where the magic happens. The auxiliary podcast room. Jesus, in the, in the finished basement. Yep. That would be bad. So I guess on that note. We got to close out, Steve. Yeah. We got to go. Rain subscribe. Follow us on Instahams. Yep, at top five underscore podcast. That's top the number five underscore podcast. If you don't follow us on Instaham, you are missing things. Uh, follow me at Stevie Westside eighty eight. I just posted a picture of a candy skull that I bought. And uh, you can follow me on uh, at Doctor Metris. Um, it's really just pictures of my cat, and uh, I post a picture when Count Chocula comes back every year. No. Oh. Yeah, I did. I didn't. I didn't. I don't I post know, a lot. On I didn't know he did, goes away. Yeah, I thought it was all year when I was a kid, and now I realize it's just oh. Halloween. All right, well. Booberry comes back. Did, wait, did you say Booberry? Booberry, Frankenberry. Do you know Booberry's from Trailer Park Boys, right? Booberry Vodka? Oh, I don't know. Booberry oh. is, is a is a brand of cereal. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he it's a ghost. He hangs out with uh, Fruit Brute and uh, <laughs> you, yum, Yummy you, Mummy. You, you need to stop. These, these are all these are all real cereals. So for uh, crazy uptown Taylor, I'm Stevie Westside. You guys stay frosty. <laughs>